11.1 says? Nobody knows? Isn't Deuteronomy 11.1, 1, isn't it that, that it? Or did I give you the wrong scripture? Is it 1.11? Okay. Yeah, what? Okay. Glad you corrected me. What does it say? A thousand times more. I mean, some of us, if you didn't remember that one, I mean, maybe you didn't get the, I didn't give the right uh, location, but uh, I guess I guess you just want maybe the 10 or 15 or 30, 60, 100 return. This, this says you got a return of a thousand times. Uh, okay. So let's get started. Nugget this morning. Complaining. Complaining only makes the devil laugh. So have you heard the devil laughing lately? Don't raise your hand. Okay. Father, as we look to your word, we're asking, Father God, that our eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God, and glean, Father God, that which you're wanting to share with us this morning, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit speak to us as individuals, Father God, that each and every one of us, Father God, will glean, Father God, and receive, Father God, greater value, Father God, than the that which is spoken in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. You can turn to the book of John. Book of John. Oh, I'm the only one to hear pages turning. Okay, the book of John. Um, doctors recommend that you get regular checkups to make sure that your body is functioning properly. Amen. I'm going to get those physicals. Well, some of you younger ones, but. Uh, as you get older, the doctors are wanting, they're calling you in. They say, come on in, we've got to check you out, okay? Um, 
find out if everything is functioning right. Uh, though we may not realize something is wrong, and an undetected problem could potentially cause serious health problems. So that's why you'd have these yearly checkups. Now the same can be said in our relationship with God. Uh, there may be areas that are undetected by us in our spiritual lives that will place us in a very compromising and dangerous position. So we need a checkup also on our spiritual selves, amen? And uh, you found John chapter 14, I hope by now. I didn't tell you. So you went to John. John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus is speaking. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, therefore, believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. There's a lot to be troubled about today. Uh, today we are living in the last days. And the Bible says there'll be wars and rumors of wars, um, earthquakes and pestilence and floods, and we can add uh, uh, political corruption and crimes and violence just all escalating. It's like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, everything were, everyone was doing their own thing. Confusion and deception seems to rule in these last days. So, with that thought, let's go all the way back to the book of Matthew, chapter 24 this time. Matthew chapter 24. You can mark, keep your marker in, in uh, John 14, in Ma Matthew chapter 24. Looking at, again, Jesus is speaking, Matthew 24, verse 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible... They shall deceive the very elect. So he's talking about the last days. And we are in the very last days. It says deception will come in the last days to come against you and I. You are the elect. Um, so this is direct. You could say Jesus is directly speaking to us. In these last days, deception will come. Um, it's a fir firm warning. Um, we know deception is running rampant today. You got fake news uh, and all the rest of the lies and, and that are coming out. But it's, Jesus is telling us um, we need to stay alert. In the word, to be receptive to God's word. Listen for his voice. We can't be led astray and allured by the uh, glitter and the glamour of the world uh, that's before us. All that leads to destruction. Think about that. All that stuff leads to destruction. Okay, let's go back to John. 
14. Um, it says, deception would be in the last days. Okay, we already talked about some of this stuff before, but uh, some mainline churches today espouse chrysalum, the marriage of Christianity and the Muslim faith together. Other, others of the, uh, quote, mainline uh, churches, um, they, de they deny the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, they deny the resurrection of, of the Lord Jesus. And still, others are saying, you can live the way you want because you are under grace. All these are, are deceptive lies. Um, some Christians um, deny the doctrines of faith. Uh, they, they become futile in their imaginations and their hearts become darkened to implement and accommodate their behavior. Well, I'm talking about Christians here because Jesus is talking to Christians. He says, in the last days, deceptions are going to come. And a lot of these things we are seeing. Like I said, Chrislam, a lot of people go to the church now. They're believing that and that. And some are not believing there's no virgin birth. There's no, there's no resurrection. Some say you can do anything you want because you're under grace and God understands. Um, but their hearts are darkened. Our, our hearts are darkened because we want to accommodate our own behavior. It'll cover it up. All these are dangerous deceptions that will cause a separation between you and God. John chapter 14 Verse 1 again says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart. Jesus is speaking to you. He says, you are in control. Let not your heart. You, me. We need to take control of our mind. Uh, our minds uh, can be quickly shaken and uh, troubled. He says, stop In the Greek here, it means stop the trouble. Your mind has to be renewed to, to God's word. The mystery of lawlessness is already working in the earth. Uh, and we're, we're talking about Christians today. Uh, because uh, they do not want to receive the truth... Uh, they would rather believe the lie because they have pleasure in unrighteousness. Wow. Far too many Christians are in this position today. Uh, there's a perpetual backsliding. Um, they deceive themselves. God doesn't change his mind to accommodate your perceptions of things. That's why the word is there to renew our mind to his things. Glory to God. So, we, so as Christians, we need to get our eyes off the world's allurements. Uh, they only last or 
endure for a short time and then they will fall away to the wayside in destruction and you fall in with it because you followed the deception there. Uh, that shouldn't be our future. That shouldn't be our future. We should not follow into deception and be destroyed because of deception. Okay. Hebrews chapter 2. And we're almost done. Aren't you glad? In Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse 1. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we should let them slip. From the Amplified it says, Since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest that any way we drift past them and slip away. Well, there, there it is. Deception comes in and it just... We slip away from the things of God. Um, wow, that is heavy. It's happening today. So is Jesus Christ or Jesus more important to you in your life today than, than ever before? He should be. We ought to be going from glory to glory. Let the principles of God build up in us, go forward. Or have we just taken things of the world ever so slightly or silently, crowded out the things of God? Have we allowed things to crowd? It's just like uh, we spoke of last week, Thanksgiving. It was, it's supposed to be a day of thanksgiving to God, but what it, what it turned, turned out to be is football games and eat and eat and eat and eat. And no, no praise to God or thanks to God. It just slipped away. Christmas is almost the same way. Glad our president has declared Christmas Merry Christmas and not Happy Holiday. We need to get back into to the precepts that we have lost. We can't let the world rule us any longer. Take note here. Um, things that cause us to drift away seems to be so innocent at first. Oh, it's all right. You can do it one time. Oh, it's all right. You, you know, nobody's going to know. And so we, we let things slip. Oh, you know, it's not a bad joke. It's, got, it's a little bit off color, but it's okay. You can hear it. It won't offend you much. So we begin to slip away, and pretty soon we're, we're hearing things that are completely wrong, and we're agreeing with it. And we have pleasure in it. No good. Okay. Let not your heart be troubled. We are told. 
in John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. That means we need to choose and guard the word that is placed in our heart or the words that are placed in our heart. Choose what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. The will of God is to choose his word over what the world tells us. The word gives and offers peace, assurance, joy, and comfort. It, it offers deliverance from heart troubles or deceptive heart troubles through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to Psalms 119. Let's look at this. Psalms 119 and verse 165. That's Psalms 119, verse 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Glory to God. Uh, from the Amplified, says, Great peace have they who love your law, nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. So if we are following God's word, we're not going to get into deception and stumble. Amen. Let's go further into the Old Testament. Let's go to the book of Isaiah and go to the 26th chapters. In Isaiah chapter 26, looking at verse 3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. From the Amplified you will guard him and keep him in perfect, constant peace, whose mind both is in its inclinations and its character is stayed on you, because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. That should be us. Then we wouldn't have a heart that uh, uh, is troubled. We won't get into self um, Deception. Now, self-deception is a fool's delight. Self-deception is a fool's delight. For they have no consequences in their decisions. And there's no retribution to be paid. That's a fool. They fool themselves into believing things are false and refuse to believe things that are true. This is what deception does. Now let's find that, that little book in the Old Chapter, Old Testament, I should say, right after Amos. I know you were know what Amos is. Obadiah is one chapter long. So Obadiah, verse 3. Let's look at this, verse 3. The pride of thy heart hath deceived thee. So pride. Pride brings deception. No wonder so many Christians are falling away. They have, oh, nothing would ever happen to me. I'm a born-again Christian and I'm doing things right, but, you know, God knows my heart. I don't know how many times 
I've heard that. God knows my heart. Right? <sighs> God knows my heart, yes. They fool themselves in believing things are false and refuse to believe things that are true. Okay, again, self-deception is a process of denying or rationalizing away truth. Thus, deception always takes away from the truth of the Holy Spirit. Anytime you, we get into deception, anytime we receive deception or fall into deception, the truth of the Holy Spirit is removed out of our minds. That's why so many people are, are reckless in these last days. Christians are reckless in these last days. Um, talk to other pastors. There are a lot of things that are going on. Crazy things. Um, I'll give you two instances. One, one, one pastor says that uh, within his congregation, the guy is deeply into pornography. He thinks this is this is all right, you know. The body is beautiful, da 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 da. You know, God knows my heart. He doesn't know I'm thinking this that. But uh, there's self-deception heavy there. Uh, and and it's hard to break a break that uh, thought because they love the lie more than the truth. So we need to watch ourselves because there's certain things that may creep up into our lives. It says in last days, deception's there. We need to watch out. Guard our heart from deception. Wow. Again, Ob Obadiah says, the pride of your heart has deceived you. Human pride or pride always blinds the truth. Not binds, but blinds the truth. Human pride blinds us from truth. So don't get into the uh, situation of uh, developing pride. Pride promise you, promises you honor, but delivers disgrace. So don't get in a prideful manner because... Uh, pulled you down. Um, since we're in the Old Testament, let's go all the way back to the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs, and we want to go to the 16th chapter. That's Proverbs chapter 16. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 16. Verse 18. That's Proverbs 16. 18. Prying goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. From the Amplified, this is verse 18 again, that's uh, Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So uh, we just have to watch ourselves. When deception comes in, um, it could be because we're pride, prideful. I know more than... So, so I don't need to hear that again. I've read it, uh, if I've read it 
once, I've read it a thousand times, I know what the Bible says. There's pride there. And that leads to destruction because we are allowing our thoughts and our reasonings to be placed above God's. And uh, that's, not, that's something that uh, is very detrimental. To, that will be very de detrimental to us. Okay, going to the New Testament this time. Let's go to James, the book of James, chapter 1. In James chapter 1, We're talking about uh, deception and pride at this time. They go hand in hand. Uh, James chapter 1, looking at verse 26. If any man among you seems to be religious. Wow. And bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. There's that deception again. Deceives his own heart with his own words. He deceives his own heart. Wow. This man's religion is vain. We mean this Christian's religion. Remember, we're, we're looking at Christians here. They're prideful. That they, we, they're prideful then we know that they are in deception and, and deception leads to destruction. You really... When we get into deception, we lose out on something very important. And we will look at that in a moment. Let's go all the way back to Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 16. I know you've read that one this year, or you should have, right? Judges chapter 16. In Judges 6, chapter 16, we, we are reading about a man named Samson. And they've had quite a few songs on Samson. Run, Samson, run. Delilah's on her way. Run, Samson, son. You know, you know. She's got clippers in her hand. <laughs> now we're going to see Samson's deception, his pride. Okay, chapter 16 of uh, Judges. Well, Delilah cuts his hair. He tells her all that was needed after pushing him. And in verse 20, after he cuts his hair and he has fallen asleep, verse 20, and she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before, and I will shake myself. So he thought he had his strength yet. And he was not that the Lord was departed from him. Deception will cause the Lord to depart from you. Wow. Samson learned the hard way. Forgetting the word of God leads to, leads to self-deception. A desire of lust, being unequally yoked, and compromise led to his demise and his anointing. 
So, you know, oftentimes, you know, what's wrong with that Christian? You know, we, we hear of Christians falling uh, or going, going off in their own, own wa uh, ways. It's due to deception. They think that their ways are better than God's ways. Thou shalt not eat that donut, David. And I go by the donut shop and say, that, I'm, doing, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. And I'm walking around, I'm doing great. But the old man comes along. But that donut shop is so good. You can step in. Nobody's going to know. Just one donut hole. Get thee behind me. <laughs> oh, man. But you desire it. And then you start to parlay. You know, one donut's not going to be too bad. Don't get two. Just go. And you walk in there, I walk in there, and he says, we've got a special today. Get a dozen donuts for da-da-da. What? Get thee behind, but I like. The old man is going to rise up. He leads us into deception because he likes the old things. It's used to the habits that we have uh, become accustomed to that keeps, keeps us from God's blessings. Uh-oh, glory to God. Self-deception can occur in your relationship, in one's own security. So let's go to the book of Luke at this time. In Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12. Okay, got it now. In Luke chapter 12, uh, beginning in verse 13, it's, it's the parable of the rich fool. What is a fool? One who deceives himself. We already said that, right? Okay. Look at verse 19. The man says, and I, and I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He says, I've got all this stuff coming in now. I'm, I'm set for life. I can sit back now and just relax. And what does Jesus say? But God said unto him, Thou fool! This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? Wow. His security was gone. His security was things of the world, not of God. How, how, much, how much of the... Our thoughts are, I'm being secure. You know, I've got this much in the bank, or I got this, you know, the house is paid off, or 
said that, that, that I'm great, good, I got good health, you know. And we're not giving God thanks. We're going back to Thanksgiving. We're not giving God thanks. We're thinking, think, well, I, you know, I accomplished all this. And God says, well, you're finished. Not going back to Nebuchadnezzar in uh, not Nebuchadnezzar in the Book of Daniel, handwriting on the wall. I find you lacking. Because you deceive yourself. We can't fall into deception. Okay. Well, since we're in the New Testament, let's go all the way back to the book of Revelation. Not only can one individual fall into deception, how about In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, we have churches that fall into deception. Wow! Chapter 3. And burning, beginning in verse 14, this is a message to the church of uh, Laodiceans. These things, saith the... Uh, Seth, the amen. Oh, let's go. Let's start at the very beginning of verse 14. I'm sorry. And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things saith the amen, the faithful one and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would rather have you cold or hot. So, verse 16, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increasest with goods, and have need of nothing, and knoweth not that thou art wretched, and miserable, poor, blind, and naked. This church, this church family is in self-deception. We're doing good. I'm doing good in church. I, go, I attend church every time the doors open. I give my tithes and offerings. I help in the church work and da 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 da. And what's he say? What does Jesus say? You're in self deception. They were in self deception concerning spiritual their con, spiritual condition. It was lukewarm. Everything's all right. And didn't need a thing, they thought. So how's our security today? Your security, my security. Are we so tied up we think we're doing well? There's one scripture, and just thought of it now. Um, Today's the day of salvation, but you need to secure your own salvation. Make sure it's, don't rely on somebody else or the church the atmosphere. You have to secure your own salvation. Don't be deceived. Okay, let's go all the way back to the Old Testament once again. 
and we are in the same neighborhood as before. We'll go to the book of Hosea. You remember Hosea? He that book follows the book of Daniel. So find Daniel, and then you go to the book of Hosea. Now this is self-deception to the max. Verse 6, Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. Pride will overstep its bounds. When we're prideful, we go into deception. So we overstep our bounds. We believe, think, well, this is... This is the way God really means it. You know, he doesn't mean it that way. That was for those days. But today we are living in modern days, so that can apply. Same thing. Let's, go to, let's take it into our uh, century. Our Constitution. We have people in, in, in our... In, 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 in our land, saying the Constitution was for the old people. It has to be brought up to modern times. No, the Constitution was established, and it shouldn't be changed, but they're trying to change it. They are, they are changing, unfortunately. But praise God, we have a new president, and he's going to try to bring things back. Okay. Again, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. You reject knowledge because you're in, in defiant or you're deceived. My people are destroyed because they reject. All right, let's go back to John chapter 14. Let's, and we'll wrap it up. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. That's... John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1 in the Amplified. Do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believed in and adhere and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere and trust and rely also on me. So he's talking about deception here. And we need to follow what God's word says, Correct. For what reason? Look at, the, look at the reason. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places, homes. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. Deceptions will remove you from God's house. That's heavy. Think about it. This is why deception is so dangerous. It'll remove you out of God's presence. Jesus says, get rid of deception, follow through, and you'll have your home in heaven. Don't let deception ruin you. These are the last days. It says, if it were so, many would, the elect would be deceived. There are many that are being deceived, thinking that they can do their own thing. God's forever married to the backslider, but if they don't come home, the door's shut. 
We have 12 virgins out there. Ten, uh, all 10 thought they were ready. Five were not. They were did what? What would you say of the, of the five that were not? They were what in what? Denial or in deception. We can't have deception in our lives. Oh, just one little lie. That's deception. Boy, you talk about toes being run over. You know, you kind of stretch the truth a little bit where it kind of gets on your side of the topic. No, you can't have that. Deception's a lie. It's going to steal, steal from you your, your homecoming, as, as, as it were, as we were looking at, as we mentioned, the ten bridesmaids. We can't fall into deception. Deception will keep you out of your home in heaven. Don't be deceived like the five foolish virgins. Foolish, mean, means what? Being a deception, having deception. All that, just to come down to that, that second verse. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be deceived. Deception is going to remove you out of your position. All right. We did get out early. Anybody need prayer? I should ask this earlier. Oh, title, Deception, the Silent Killer. Deception, the Silent Killer. Hey, let's all stand. Glory to God. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you've opened our eyes to the word deception. And Father God, what it can do to us, it removes us from you. That we believe a lie and not the truth. So Father God, I thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit works with us, that if there's any deception, Father God, or lying, Father God, that we try to deceive, Father God, that we can place it where it belongs, under our feet, and not in our heart. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Thank you, Lord, for a great and mighty day. In Jesus' name, amen.